Greetings programs. Hello and welcome to Tronologically Speaking, a movie-by-minute podcast talking about Disney's 1982 movie Tron. This is Minute 17. I'm your host, Duncan Shields, and with me today is my supportive, dazzling, hearty, and gregarious guest co-host, Jack Stovold. Welcome, Jack. Hey, uh, hi, all. It's great to have you back, Jack. Great to be here. Tron. Tron. <laughs> it's like, I wonder if anybody's ever done a mashup of like Star Trek II, The Wrath of Tron. Oh my God! Occurred. How's this? How's this never occurred to me before? Tron. Yeah. It's Tron. From, it from hell's heart. I, yeah. Works in American English. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, in America. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Or maybe Scottish. Tron. Hey. Tron. You like it? Tron. Hi, Tron. I like this program. It's exciting. <laughs> uh, so let's see what happens in minute 17. Uh, let's see. Dr. Dr. Walter Gibbs and Dr. Laura Baines and Alan Bradley have a little chat. And then Dr. Laura Baines and Alan go off to see. Go off. And Dr. Laura Baines mentions that Flynn could break into the system and that they should go see him. Gonna uh, meet the Flynn. They're gonna meet the Flynn. They're headed. They're they're headed straight for him. Uh, first off, Alan says. Alan says that some programs will be thinking soon. And Doctor Walter Gibbs gives a little chuckle, and it, it's a chuckle that's very reminiscent of uh, Jeff Goldblum's famous "rar." <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That same Jurassic Park chuckle comes out of Walter Gibbs, which was a bit of a, a bit of a surprise. I was like, oh my gosh. And then he says, uh, won't that be grand? Computers and the programs will start thinking and the people will stop. And uh, I like that. I think that shows his mindset and his viewpoint on computers. He wants them to be servants, not, uh, not masters. Yeah, that's... Uh... I think it's after this where he comes in to talk to Dillinger and he's like, Dillinger's like, I, I, I'm sure I'm stepping over a future guest toes, but just where it's like, let's do it. There's Dillinger's like, all, all these user requests are like screwing everything up. And he's like, that's what computers are for. That's our deal. That's, that's what they do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're for us. We made them yeah. for us. Yeah, I like. I also like. I think he's like a creator, but he also doesn't have much of a handle on uh, on what he's creating, and that's a bit of a that's a theme with him that resurfaces later. Like he's programming these very, very, very powerful things. But yeah, he, he doesn't. To, he doesn't realize yeah. he's created life essentially. Yeah, he wants to be. He wants them to be submissive, but they're all gonna obviously turn into Frankenstein's monster creations, and yes. uh, he's a, oblivious. He's oblivious to it. He's hopeful, I, almost really naive in a in a way, I think, because it seems as a real shock. It seems to come as a real shock to him when he starts getting uh, bullied, when the, when the when the machines start getting away from him. But it's also it's also a shock, a shock to Dillinger as well. So yeah. It's um, it's also interesting that he's such an old guy, because in reality, yeah. at this time, all the 
people who were making these things were very young guys. Yeah, and there were there were some older guys that were like gurus that were in it, but they were really rare. Yeah. Really, 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 really rare. And they were more yeah. they were more the yeah. soul of uh, of of the movement. Like like the guys who had been there since like the end of the war basically yeah 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 uh so i mean but it's also i mean i think it's when he says the programs will start thinking and the people will stop i think it's a bit of a prophetic comment too because i have to struggle sometimes to remember my wife's phone number because it's just under her name in my phone yeah that's... You know, like there's there's really really uh, like friends like soulmate friends of mine that I would do anything for that I don't know their phone number because oh, it's just no, under I, their their name. The only my phone. the only phone number I know now is my own phone number. Yeah. And it right? astounds me to think back to when I was in junior high school. Like off the top of my head I could remember about like thirty phone numbers, all my friends' phone numbers. Yeah. Yeah, like no problem. Like my mom still she's got a real uh, a mind that's a real trap for numbers and she mm-hmm. can remember phone numbers from when she was a kid remember phone numbers of her neighbors and her friends at school and yeah and uh that's just a talent that doesn't even need to exist anymore if we yeah. i mean if the if we get if it all gets wiped out we're completely boned but yeah exactly it's but and that that's like people are like well kids they're not even going to remember phone numbers or they don't even know how to use maps anymore. And it's, that's just the human mind. It just adapts to what we need to do. Like it's not really necessary <laughs> anymore. So we don't, we don't do it. It jettisons the extra. Yeah. 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 Cause I don't, yeah, I don't memorize anybody's phone numbers. I don't memorize addresses. Nope. I get directions I no from Google maps. I use fitness apps, social apps, a whole bunch of different maps. It's like my memory has just been outsourced to a a search engine. Yeah. Well, that's, well, that's kind of the more we rely on machines. We're like putting ourselves, parts of ourselves into them, basically. Into their, yeah, we're like in their hands. Yeah. And right now we're sort of in the hands of the people that control those machines. But yeah, I wonder that's, that's the one aspect of it that I'm uncomfortable about. Which is like that's this movie. That's this movie. Like Dillinger, the MCP. It's basically like Google. It's a proto it's a proto Google or something that major where they're yeah. you know it it has grown beyond the company itself to become its own entity in a way. And uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, one of my favorite things in the movie where, like, Dillinger is like, oh, crap, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not in control anymore. Now I'm, yeah. now MCP is in control of me. Basically. Yeah, it, you know, it's almost in a, in a way, it's almost like that movie Her, right? You ever Actually, see that I one? I haven't seen Her. Everyone's like, you gotta see it, and I will, but. Well, uh, I remember the trailer. I, I, I know what tra- it's about. Yeah, the trailer for her made me go forget it, mm-hmm. and uh, well, the, the trailer concept. Awful. <laughs> yeah, and the concept for her, 
made me kind of go, are you, are you sure this is a good film? Are you, you're telling me it's a good movie? But then I saw her? it. Her? Like, yeah. It's really. Her? Her? <laughs> it's a nice arrested development. Yeah. Call back there. Oh, her? Huh. Her. Yeah. That was. Uh, that was she really must good. be funny. Jeez. There was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's something else I was thinking there, but I can't remember it now. Jeez, that's too bad. Yeah, that, that's, but it is an interesting concept, just how we pour ourselves into the things we make and then they turn into something else. Oh, yeah, that was it. Like, people are using, like, more and more people right now are using dating apps to find matches or they're using yeah. Tinder to find hookups or they're finding, you know, plenty of fish and something like... 30 percent of marriage so like 30 percent of marriages these days are done are the result yeah. of people finding each other through these apps so yeah, like that's, that's an algorithm that is knows things about you that you don't actually consciously realize about yourself which is yeah fascinating to me but these people uh like the ones that you know a bunch of them are probably having children yeah. after they get married so there's new humans being created as the result of computer algorithms yeah that is that's crazy you know i mean i mean I'm, I'm i'm not saying it's like i'm not making a value judgment it's just fascinating no no i yeah i can't i don't i got no basis to say it's good or bad or anything it's just wild yeah, it's just, it's really just like interesting what? yeah 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 that's like I've never even thought about it that way. There's just yeah, uh, somebody there said are, that there are humans who now exist just based on computer algorithms matching their yeah. parents up. That's that's yeah. wild. <laughs> yeah, that is wild. And you get to think if the computers got to like, if they wanted to fashion humanity to be something yeah, else than it exactly. is, switch up all the algorithms and multivac. Yeah. And but like if electricity in the net vanished tomorrow, I know I'd be lost. Like I'm already borderline yeah. dependent. Like I think I could probably, I could probably regress without electricity. Maybe like there's the concept of vanishes without electricity that I heard about. But like what in your life would vanish without electricity? And yeah, how would you deal? A lot of it would. You know? Yeah. Like to me, that's like heat, fridges, cars, public transit. My entire career of being a computer game animator, yeah. Like I have, uh, I have a bike. Yeah. But I wonder, like, I wonder what it would be like for somebody who's like twenty years old right now. Yeah, that that's the thing. I'm I'm just on the cusp of where I did with this life without all this stuff. So. Yeah, we have memories I, of it being like, like I remember both things. But yeah. Like. Anyone who was born like five to ten years after me does not have that. It was, it's just been like that their whole life. Yeah, they sort of like people that can remember horses before cars. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and they saw the transition. They were alive from 1911 to, or from uh, from like whatever yeah. 1870 to 1950. They saw yeah. all that change. Yeah. Like I really didn't really have the internet until I was in almost in high school basically yeah 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 me too and yeah some some message boards and and, and stuff like that just like proto proto internet stuff 
Yeah, it's just and I, and I I like I don't I haven't really even I don't even really think about how much my life has changed and how dependent I am on all these things now. Yeah. Yeah, it's insidious, but like without without the negative connotations of that word, like it just yeah, sends its tendrils and its veins very slowly or like people talk about the frog boiling in the water. You turn exactly. the water up yeah. really, 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 really slow, and it doesn't know yeah. what's happening. I don't think that's true, by the way. But but the but the it, metaphor it's, it's is not. A good one. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's true. It's just like now. It's I cannot imagine the way I used to meet up with people, where it's just like last time I saw them, it's like we're gonna go here this time, meet me yeah. there, and yeah, if they didn't show up. Yeah, I didn't have a phone. There's like no way to know what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I don't have now to it's just, just say, like, well, where where are you? What are you doing? I'm yeah, just yeah. And they can say, uh, "I'll be there in ten minutes." And, you know, like yeah. like. Uh, well, I was thinking like for the for the young for the young people these days, like their whole. I mean, I don't know if I mean I might be talking a little bit out of my ass, but I've I've heard a lot of explorations about how their entire self image is based on likes. Yeah, you know, and if the internet disappeared, and it like actually got dark at night, it's know, like, uh, what am I? What am I? Yeah, what? Who am I? What am I? What's my purpose? Where do I? Yeah, where do I go? How do I? Uh, how do I friend somebody in real life? You know, <laughs> like, yeah, like, do you yeah, do you think weird. we're outsourcing our minds to the internet too? A little bit, like when I'm trying to remember that actor's name from that movie in conversations these days like we try to steer clear of using our phones letting our brains i yeah painfully, I've, I've tried to stop doing that too because you know slowly search for the answer it's like fun to talk about it instead of yeah. just like googling yeah. it big oh this is good and it's like five or ten minutes of uh struggling before somebody puts brings the phone out but like or that but what if you if you do get it without the phone you're like god yeah yeah that's who it was goldie hahn it was goldie hahn you know like, and then you're so so happy about it mm-hmm. so that's good it's good to wait that out i remember a quote saying uh a, a billionaire uses a different car than you eats different food than you wears different clothes than you but uses the same phone right and i that, like yeah uh, i've never that that's interesting i never heard that yeah yeah, it's kind yeah. of um, it speaks to the because we all have the, the homo- yeah yeah that is it's the all, one like, unifying factor is we all have access to this some sort of like web of information a web <laughs> one might say it's like a net, a net almost if if information were fish it would be like a net yes oh I remember talking about some of the the original names for the internet. I the think information the creator, superhighway. They wanted to call it the cage. I think at some point. That's uh, weird. Really, there was a couple of them that were just like, "Wow, I'm really glad that didn't catch on." That is weird. <laughs> the cage. That would be odd. Yeah. Yeah, and also, uh, it's funny how the abbreviation www. Mm. is six syllables longer than World Wide Web. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's awkward. It's very, very awkward. Uh, 
at the, yeah, and this, but there's this homogenization of communication, regardless of most classes of society these days. Yeah, you know, which is which is good, and which I think this movie speaks to a little bit, because when this movie was made, there was a fear that IBM and the, and all those guys would create a walled garden, intranet, mm-hmm. with the public being none the wiser and shut out. Yeah. But as fate would have it, it was given to the public, and it very easily might not have been. Yeah, that's true. You know. And that's sort of the the deal with. That's another sort of central theme in this movie is, the information is for the people. Yeah, the democratization of information. Yeah. And then yeah, at uh, I didn't even realize how cool Tron is. Yeah, well, that's the thing. That's one thing I really like about doing a, a movie a movie a movie minute podcast is the some films I've listened to. When they dig deep into the movie, and they really go the deep. deep. Dive. Yeah. The deep dive. Sometimes the movie kind of falls apart, and uh, but so far with Tron, it's really been just getting better and better. The themes and the details are all there for the finding, and it's good. Yeah. At minute, at, sorry, at second sixteen of minute seventeen, we get another one of those camera shots where the cameraman's viewfinder was broken. And he had no idea if he was getting a good shot or not until the dailies at the end of the day. And he didn't tell the director until later. He was stranded up on that walkway and he didn't want to cause any trouble. But his, his little viewfinder thing, the mirror was broken. So he was just pointing them, pointing the camera at the actors going, that, I hope this turns out to be a good shot. Uh, this is a true story? Yeah, true story. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah it is a good shot. Like, it's perfect. Yeah. Like, up from that walkway. Yeah, that upper walkway shot of them. It comes up later when they when they come back in to do their heist or whatever. They, they it's a similar shot, but yeah, you got all four four or five of those shots just fingers crossed. <laughs> um, speaking of which, the heist when they come back, I'm not on yeah. those minutes, but I just wanted to yeah. say like that is uh, probably my biggest laugh in this whole movie. Yeah, it's it's not a very funny movie, but um. No, there's the moments, moment, but the moment where Jeff Bridges is like, "Now that's a big door." Yeah, oh, it just makes me laugh a lot. There's a there's a friend of mine who's requested that minute specifically because he just was. Okay. That's such an that's an image that gets burned into your brain. Yeah, that's a, just it's a, it's such a simple silly moment, but it's really funny <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one thing is Alan's still wearing, he's wearing his sweet beige corduroy suit with white sneakers. Yes. Uh, style and choice. It's kind of like a friend and I, uh, back when we were kids, uh, my friend Gabe and I, we used to we used to try to picture what would fluorescent brown be. <laughs> fluorescent right? brown. You, you can picture fluorescent pink and fluorescent yellow, but what would fluorescent brown be? That, like? And that's the, that would be is... the ultimate 70s suit. That is an excellent band name as well. Fluorescent oh, it's a great brown. band name. <laughs> yeah, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Fluorescent Brown. That works. That works really well. I Yeah. I also just appreciate this era, like 82, because it's still like we're transitioning out of the 70s. So it's yeah, the echoes 70-ish. are. Yeah. Yeah. The echoes are still there, right? The clothes. Yeah. Yeah, and we're not and we're not going to get much more than that because 
you know, a few minutes past this, it's almost all in the computer. Yeah, it's almost all on the computer after this. So, you, yeah, it's really the shots of uh, real life in the 80s in this movie. There's not too many of it. There's not too much of it. Yeah. But it's good. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. It's good yeah. 80s stuff. So, yeah. It's, now yeah, it's actually... 80s before the 80s, right? Like, it's before. Exactly. Before feathered hair. It's still got that, that yeah. It's that really, it's that really fashion transitional phase between the 70s and the 80s. Yeah, I, I um, it's it's like that, it's like that thing where the actual decade starts like a, the third year of the decade. That's right. Yeah, like when you think of the '60s, you're thinking of 1968, 1969. Yeah. You know, when yeah. you think of the '70s, you're thinking of 1978. You know, 1979. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, the '70s is like '72 to '82, basically. Yeah, and it's like. Like because eighty two to ninety two, yeah, that's right. Uh, let's see. Alan mentions that Group Seven access has been rescinded because of something about tampering. And Doctor Laura Baines mentions that Flynn has been thinking about breaking into the system ever since he got canned, and that he had Group Seven access. So that means that she's been keeping in touch with him since he got uh, let go from the company. So Flynn and had access to her. That's right. After yeah, after she mentions that Flynn had Group Seven access, Alan says, "Well, Flynn had access to you too," which I think <laughs> so, is a a super douche thing to say. Just it, out of it's nowhere, so douchey. Like, it's like, how dare you have had a relationship with a man before me? Yeah, it's so. <laughs> it's so. Yeah. Well, you're not a virgin, so yeah. <laughs> sick burn, sick burn on you. Yeah. You know, doesn't even have anything to do with what we're talking about, but like, and he tries to make it into a zinger, you know, yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, we should turn right here. Oh, did you turn right with him? You know, like, is it doesn't make could... any, <laughs> it doesn't could you tell Luke, sense. is that who you could tell? <laughs> yeah. Nah. Yeah. I mean, I get, I get jealousy, but to make a surprise pun out of it. And yeah. I don't know, maybe it's just a bit raw, but it really doesn't paint Alan in the best light. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's not like I don't get the impulse, but tamp that impulse down. Yeah, but tamp it down. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's a shitty thing to say. Like, It can surge, but that's your inside voice, man. That's not your... <laughs> and then uh, Alan and Dr. Laura Baines drive along a nighttime freeway to Flynn's place we get brake lights and headlights and street lights and not much else again echoing the grid and the space inside the mainframe drawing that uh parallel i think yeah. it's more than just art direction i think that's a very conscious choice of painting this is the grid and this is real life and they're very very similar just like a dillinger's helicopter later yeah the sweetest helicopter ever i know i want that well i mean i just i just want that life to be like I'm coming to work at like 10 at night in my helicopter, just straight into yeah. my boardroom. Boardroom has helicopter quick. access. Yeah. Yeah. Where is he flying yeah, from? Although... What's he doing? Well, I, I guess he was flying in from a consumer electronics show. But this That's isn't right. my minute. What am I talking about? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm You'll have to, screwing when, when up all uh... your future guests. I'm when this starts, spot. 
Well, we took we went we went deep on the helicopter already, and uh, you'll. Oh, you'll okay, that was before this. All right, that was before. You'll okay. love listening to those uh, those minutes. All right, I the, look forward. The to effects that. they used for the helicopter is really cool. So, Doctor Laura Doctor Laura Baines mentions that she wants to go warn Flynn that Dillinger is on to him, and it's one of those movie conversations like, has it just been silence? since they left the lab like it seems like she would have said that as they were continuing to walk down the hallway unless maybe they had a wicked fight or it's just been awkward silence ever since he said well he had access to you too you know like i hope i hope there's a cutscene somewhere where after uh after he says well flint had access to you too she says all right listen 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 buddy <laughs> like yeah. you know because she's she's the deputy in charge Yes. She's the deputy in charge of the super important laser project, and he's like a cubicle dude. Like, she's the one that's slumming with this relationship. Like, not, yeah, not exactly. him, right? Exactly. I'm stooping your level, bro. Yeah, bro. Bro. But uh, in the van with the sweet silhouettes provided solely by the brake lights of the semi in front of them, Alan is still whining on about how he doesn't have to do Flynn any favors. He's like... I don't know what you ever saw in that guy. And she says, I loved him for his, for his brains. And has, it gives a little chuckle. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You did. Yeah. Sure. And then we you see him because it's Jeff like, Bridges and he's a fun, charismatic dude. Yeah. He seems like he'd be a party to hang out with, you know? Yeah. He is the dude. And, uh, yeah. Also, I loved him for his brains and his jokes were funny, Alan. And his, <laughs> White Russians are off the chain. Off the chain. Off the chain. <laughs> Plenty of lost nights in his uh, wonderful bachelor pad above yeah. the arcade. As he just takes his shirt off. Um, yeah, yes, randomly. <laughs> oh, oh, my clothes are falling off. Oh, yeah. that's weird. Yeah, video game sweat. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we see, we see Flynn's again from uh, same as in minute one. And my co-host at the time for that minute said that Flynn's logo is to him just as recognizable as the Tron logo itself. I don't, wow. And I wasn't sure if I, I wasn't sure if I agreed with that. But what do you what do you think on that one? Uh, no. <laughs> no, the Tron logo stands above. Yeah, the Tron logo is it's the Tron logo. Yeah, I agree. Like Flynn's is it's not even like a amazing font or anything. It's just a very standard. Yeah, it's kind of cool. the ribbed the ribbed neon is pretty cool, but yeah, I mean it's a, it's a nice. Well, we could talk more about Flynn's arcade in the next minute. Sorry, yeah, and that sign's still kicking around somewhere, but yeah, we can talk about well, we will talk about yeah. Flynn's arcade in the next minute. Mm -hmm. So, Doctor Laura Baines, as they pull up, says not to put any money in the meter. She's like, don't put any money in the meter. Um, and then oh, I miss that. Like, <laughs> yeah, and which I I suppose she's insinuating that they'll just be there for a handful of minutes, uh, but that van has Encom stenciled on the side though, and like I like to think that each company car has a GPS in it. Like I mean I I guess it's that's not going to happen in 1982. But if you're going to engage in some really serious corporate espionage, like maybe don't take the company car to. Like Take to your, your car agents. that you drove to work. Use that car. Yeah, right. <laughs> it struck me as it's 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 it doesn't end up amounting to anything. But I thought, you know, I'm not a spy, 
but you know i'm no this is for you know, the audience yeah big black van with encom on the side pulls up to flynn's arcade you'd think there'd be somebody outside going i better sprint upstairs and tell flynn right now that something's about yeah. to go down you think yeah dillinger probably has eyes on this arcade yeah uh so we go over i think it gives us close to that gets us to about the end of the minute uh, i go over a little bit about the differences between the screenplay and the novel in the novel, uh, it gets a little bit more into the jealousy and the back and forth and the fragile insecurity behind Alan's jabs and the love they have for each other despite the jealous barbs. Like there's a, There is actually a short conversation after he has that zinger about access. And she says, oh, I wish you'd forget about all that. It was all so long ago. I've totally gotten over it. And then in the parking garage, she takes a deep breath and says, I want to go to Flynn's place. I mean, I want both of us to go. And then it goes into how half of Dr. Laura Baines has a problem with authority and wanted to break free of income, but that the lure of the important work kept her there. But that right. Flynn appealed to that first half in a way that Alan never could, straight shooter that he is. But after she says, I loved him for his brains, they both start laughing and the tension evaporates and they're in love again. So it was kind of portrayed i think a little bit better in the books but yeah to have like four scenes of them getting to the van would have been a waste of time so yeah in the movie definitely. they just cut straight to the van that makes sense yeah and but these then, are these are the things we come the movie novelizations for yeah that's right that's right and uh what do we got oh yeah and then in the screenplay the screenplay has a nice extra little zinger in it they talk as they remove their protective booties and clothes and they talk on the booties. way to protective <laughs> booties from the lab, her paper booties. They talk on the way to her locker. They talk on the way to the elevator, and it makes a bit more sense than the conversation picking up again in the van. Uh, Doctor Laura Baines says, "Did you say Group Seven access?" And Alan says, "Yeah, pain in the neck. You know, I was all set." And she asks, "Did he say why?" And Alan shrugs and says, "Something about tampering." Somebody's probably trying to siphon the R&D budget into his checking account. I don't know. Why are you so interested? And she says, Flynn had Group 7 access. And then he gives his zinger, and she says it was a long time ago, and that he wishes he'd forget about it. And then she says, I want to go to his place. To which Alan replies, you call that getting over it? And Laura says, I mean, I want both of us to go. And now they're walking to the elevator. And there's a cute little bit where Alan says, what for? And Dr. Laura Bain says, to warn him. And Alan asks, of what? And she says, the Dillinger's onto him. And he says, for what? And she says, for being onto Dillinger. And Alan is just <laughs> flummoxed. And he says, what? As the elevator doors close. I mean, again, it kind of makes him look like a bit of an idiot. Uh, so I'm, I'm not surprised. Inconceivable. They inconceivable <laughs> but that's uh that's cute i like i like that little like yeah you know dillinger's onto him for being onto dillinger i like that sort of that's a good exchange that would have yeah. been and that would have been that also sort of feels to me very 80s very 80s uh there would have been a musical do diddly do 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 you know a little sting <laughs> on that or something dillinger escape plan or maybe she would have said, you know, 
Oh, Alan. As the elevator doors close or something. Ding. Yeah, right? Ding. You get the elevator door ding is the punctuation. <laughs> well, that about takes us up to the end of this minute. What do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm all Tron 17 minute, minuted out. All right, cool. All right, well, come back for a minute 18. You want to do that? Absolutely. Okay. Well, uh, do you want to tell everybody out there where people can find you if they want to hear more of your stuff? Yeah. Um, Jack's Silly Little Friendly Neighborhood Star Trek Discovery Podcast is the place to be if you're a cool guy or a cool gal. <laughs> Check it out. Um, and, and soon to become Jack's Silly Little Friendly Neighborhood Star Trek Discovery, Short Treks, Picard, and Lower Decks Podcast, because I'll be covering... Nice. I'll be covering the three seasons of Star Trek that we are going to be seeing in 2020. Um, Fantastic. I'm the host, and it's just a re- revolving set of guests who come on to help me out with each one. Mm-hmm. And I... When a Star Trek show is not on, I just do whatever I want. So there's Drunk Star Wars, there is... (laughs) um, I've already dipped my toes into the minute format by doing Marge versus the Monorail Minute on Jack Silly, the Friendly Neighborhood Star Trek Discovery Podcast. So that's a minute-by-minute look at the classic Simpsons episode, Marge versus the Monorail. So that's a that, good one to do. That was my virgin experience. And for all you minute by minute fans, I'm stepping into this world. Uh, me and Richard Dunham, co-host of Ghibli Minute, will be doing Akira Minute. So we are going to do a minute by minute look at the 1989 film Akira. Wonderful. Yes. And that was 89? You said 89? 89. Yeah, that's when it came out. Wow. Gosh, I didn't realize it came out that late in the 80s. I always kind of remember that as a, as a 1983 film. Just seven years after Tron. That's cool. <laughs> uh, I believe the manga actually may have started around the time Tron came out. Yeah, probably. I think yeah. so. So um, we'll be doing that. Hope to have a lot of fun guests. Um, I haven't discussed it with Richard, but I'm sure he'll be cool with uh, you, Duncan. We'd love to oh, have yeah. you on as a guest. I'd love to go. I love the manga, and I remember I saw the movie, and I was like, "Wow, the, it's um, parts of this movie don't make any sense." And then I read the manga, and I was like, "Oh, I changed my mind. They did an amazing job of translating this for the screen." Because it's yeah, it's quite a thing a and like mammoth like tron that movie is also a visual feast so yeah very much so um so that's something i'm really excited to get started on and uh just keep an eye out i will uh if you want to get in touch with us check out more at tronologically speaking.com or on twitter at tronologically speaking or on email at tronologically speaking at gmail.com 
or join us on Facebook at the Tronologically Speaking Minute by Minute listeners page. Shout out to Pond5.com for the music, and special thanks to the Star Wars Minute that started it all. Go on over to MoviesByMinute.com and see if your favorite movie is there. And if it isn't, give it a shot. It's a very wonderful community. I've asked a lot of newbie questions and had them be like, oh yeah, just do this. You know, they really, they really want more people to uh, to join in. They're not like a, a gatekeeper stay they're, out they're, kind of place. Rolling. Really nice group. Yeah. Really, really, do really it. nice group. Do it. Do it. Uh, do you want to do a little end of line again for the sign off mm-hmm. here? All right. Of course I do. Oh, yeah. All right. One, two, three. End of line. Line. <laughs>